WXVU and the Caritas Commitment. This is Think Negative. I'm Jack. And I'm Chrissy. And Jack, here we are another week feeling much better than we were the last two weeks. Oh, yes. Campus is looking good. It's snow covered still. And I hear we're going to have more snow. Yeah. It feels like a long February for some reason. But yeah, I keep thinking that the calendar is about to switch over to March. And then it's only, we're only halfway through. Now, usually I like love February because it's my birthday month. I'm not sure I mentioned that, but I'll probably mention it every other week that it's my birthday month. But um, I feel like this February, well, I'm, I'm hopeful though, Jack, I'm not going to think totally negative because uh, today, you know, we're starting Lent right now this week. And that gives me hope for Easter and Easter gives me hope for like flowers and outdoors. And so here we are starting Lent and remaining hopeful for good weather and, and, uh, and looking forward, the, moving forward. Right. And the end of the semester. So I'll, I'll use that as my segue into introducing our host, because as we get closer to the end of the semester, students start thinking about you know, the end of classes and what comes next. And that from first year to grad students, you know, um, is on people's minds about what their career will be, what their internship, their job. And so today we're fortunate to have Kevin Grubb. Kevin is the executive director of the Career Center and he's got a long title but that just means it's a lot of work for him. And the assistant vice provost for professional development. Kevin, did I get that right? You nailed it, Chrissy. Okay, so Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Um, Jack and I are, you know, we are excited to have you because Jack can share, but we know that careers and internships and jobs and what's going on in the pandemic is on people's mind. So tell us what you've been up to. Oh, yeah, a lot. Uh, uh, in, across the, the career center and the professional development teams in the schools and colleges, uh, who I'll do my best to represent, uh, we've been very busy uh, keeping track of what's going on in the job market, um, keeping in touch with our students and our alumni and our employers who hire Uh, our students so that we have good advice to give to Villanovans about what's happening in the marketplace right now, who's hiring right now, um, what's happening in terms of graduate school and the admissions market. uh, So we have good information to give. Um, A lot of our work has centered around, which is not unlike many others, how we transition a lot of these activities to virtual and how to give students the best advice about how to master the environment of recruiting and interviewing virtually. Um, which has been a trend increasing pre-COVID days, um, but has just, of course, escalated much, much more. Um, And it's a little bit different than, you know, walking up to someone and shaking their hand, which now feels almost strange to do and hopefully won't feel strange to do forever. Uh, And uh, so there's sort of a a different nuance to that that we've been working on helping people understand how to do in addition to navigating what's out there. So. And the career fairs, right, Kevin? They transitioned virtually and how did that all go? And how does it continue to go? I'm sure like, you know, the thought of putting thousands of people in the, you know, the Finneran Pavilion just is like so foreign right now. So how how did that 
work out. Yes. Yes, that is, uh, well, once a very familiar concept now, now would feel uh, concerning to, to imagine. So um, we, uh, we transitioned all of the fairs this whole year. So uh, we run a series of them. Um, in the fall, there's a, a large one that is an all industry, all types of opportunity fair. Uh, that's usually our largest one of the year. There's a nursing career fair that happens around November and December every year. And uh, just a, a little bit ago, beginning of February, we ran three industry-specific fairs um, in finance, accounting, consulting, communication, marketing, and media, and engineering, science, and technology. Uh, and there's more to come, um, but we transitioned all of those to virtual, and they all took place on Handshake, which many of you, I hope, know is the career management system for all students and alumni of the university to look for opportunities and apply for them. Um, so what happened is we still got a variety of employers. There have been over hundreds of employers that have come to these fairs in total, which we're thrilled about. Uh, and actually having the, the events be virtual enabled us to get employers from different parts of the country who might not be able to fly to campus uh, when we're here in person. Um, so that eliminated a barrier that created some opportunity that, that would have been harder to uh, create without this. So a silver lining, I suppose. COVID blessing, we call them. Okay, yes, a COVID blessing, there you go. Uh, and, you know, we want to think about how we do that in the future. You know, even if we are, or I'll say when, we are able to have events in person and do things in person, there's there's something great about this that we don't want to lose. So we, we invited employers to uh, sign up for those. And then what happened is they could create uh, group sessions where students could sign up in groups and one-on-one -on -one sessions where they could have students sign up to meet one-on-one -on -one with that employer who is typically a recruiter or an alum of Villanova which makes for a great experience for students to actually have a chance to talk to a Villanova who's working at that organization. Um, so altogether, we've had thousands of students take part in the career fairs across the whole series um, and thousands and thousands of interactions uh, through the virtual platform in those group sessions and one-on-one. So uh, it's, it's not over yet. There are gonna be a few more uh, events coming of that fashion. So stay tuned uh, to Handshake and to emails from the Career Center and from your college because there will be some stuff coming, which is exciting. So let me ask a question for um, students in majors where, you know, the past year has uh, forced us all to, or almost all of us to go remote, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're remote right now and a ton of industries have gone remote or partially remote. And, uh, but there's a lot of students in majors where that's not an option where they need to be in a lab or they need to be in a field somewhere. Um, uh, and it might be really hard for them to find opportunities, especially for this summer or for post-graduation this year. Do you have any recommendations for uh, students in industries where they might not be hiring because they are trying to function how they can now in this weird world? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I will say there are some organizations that, that you're talking about that would primarily need to function in person and not all hiring has, has faded away for those organizations. So I wanna start off by saying not to tell those students to lose hope or say, forget it. You know, that's not gonna happen because it will. Um, there are many employers who are operating in person and have never stopped operating in person throughout the entire pandemic. Um, so that's happening. And as people have gotten smart, we've known more about COVID uh, and how it's transmitted, employers have upped their game in terms of how to keep people safe and come into the office environment or the lab environment or whatever it might be. Um, so just like Villanova has adapted, so have many employers adapted. 
So first I wanna get that out there. Um, so keep in touch you know, with us about um, what, what we're hearing, because again, we are often hearing live from employers and it could happen very quickly. They might tell us we have an opening, it's gonna be posted for a week and, and there we go. And we will do our best to get that out to students via newsletters that we send every Sunday to every student with a, a handpicked list of opportunities uh, for them or you know, via appointments or meetings that we have with them. Um, so first that. Uh, the second thing is, um, <clears throat> you know, if, if your industry is really not hiring or the thing you are hoping for most is just not happening right now, um, I would also say don't lose hope in that. Um, and maybe what you want to do is think about how the skills and experiences and knowledge you've gained will help position you for another kind of opportunity or another kind of industry that then you're going to be able to take and pivot when that industry reopens again. So not to say, okay, forget it. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go all the way to plan Z. Uh, you know, let's think about plan B and plan C um, because you're going to stay close to what you really want to do in the future and where you really want to be in the future. And then when those opportunities are open again, and I believe they will, I feel very confident they will, you are going to be in the best possible position to do that, to make that transition back to that place that you wanted versus someone who said, forget it and went to plan Z. Um, so I think that's the, the most important thing is not to lose hope. This is not your forever opportunity or your forever career. Um, there are people even in the career center who have changed careers multiple times. There are people all over this university who are professionals who have changed careers multiple times, done completely different things. That is much more common than is not the case uh, everywhere. So know that this is not the end. Uh, even if it's not exactly where you wanna be right now, there is a, there is a, in a good way, there is a lot more runway for you to experience things and explore things in your life. And we're here every step of the way. I think that's a, a really important, you know, thing to keep in mind. You know, we, we come in at, as freshmen and you might go your whole four years in one major and you, you, I think a lot of students might have like a mental runway and it is, I'm going to do this major and I'm going to go into this field and I'm off. Mm -hmm. And, and having that, that willingness to be a little more open-minded and uh, try something different you know, whether because you have to or just because you can. And, uh, you know, things aren't going to be, it's not going to be a runway, right? It's going to be secure, uh, circuitous. Yeah. A lot of the time. Good word, Jack. Good word. (laughs) I can't imagine too, like, what happens if you have that, you know, runway, as you say, and you get to a point on it where you're like, actually, I'm not so sure about this. And if you think that you can't, you know, go around to another place or, you know, that it just, the the career center, you know, allows to have those conversations, the staffing, how has your staffing been, Kevin? How, like, how are your staff members doing with being remote and not, I know your space actually physically was under construction too, yeah. which doesn't help, but you know, how do people get in touch with your staff? How, how's that all happen? Yeah. Um, we uh, are pretty lucky to have had a lot of infrastructure to do things virtually before the pandemic. Um, so uh, a lot of the things that I, I talk about are, you know, all connected to handshake. So a lot of the experience that you have with us can start through there. Um, students can go online any, anytime and book an appointment with someone from our team. Uh, we won't be available anytime, but we will be available many of the times. And uh, you can book an appointment with us whenever you want. Uh, 
So we're available then and you just log in to Handshake it and, and can do that very easily. Um, we have drop-in hours every day, Monday through Friday. So if you can't get an appointment, there's a quicker question, there's something more emergent, that's just show up uh, and be there. And that's all uh, functioning through a Zoom room and through Handshake. So we have someone on staff who will help you get you and a, a, a counselor or one of our peer educators into a room, a breakout room just for you to talk. So that's just sort of an on-demand thing um, for you. Um, we are also still answering all of our emails and all of our phone numbers, including the, the main office number, 94060 is the extension. So 610-519-4060. Um, our amazing administrative assistant, Laura Walker, who juggles so many things, answers that dutifully uh, and carefully all the time and, and routes you where you need to go. Um, so all of those things are, are available at any time, any convenience you're ready, you know, we're, we're ready to, to meet with you. Um, and I know the professional development teams in the college is very much the same, the Center for Research and Fellowships, which is also an incredibly important office for a student's professional development, um, thinking about applying to the Fulbright or Rhodes or Marshall or Mitchell um, and pursuing research opportunities. They're also using Handshake to schedule their appointments. So it's a, it's a pretty convenient one-stop shop. Um, and just to go back to the point that we were talking about with the, the switching of careers, I want to say two more things about that. Um, the first thing is what we would probably consider or want students to consider is that your career is not necessarily a ladder. It's more like a jungle gym. Um, you're going to be hopping from thing to thing, be on piece of equipment from piece of, equ of equipment. It's not going to work necessarily like I'm just going to climb up and up and up and up and up every rung. It's looking less and less like that for absolutely everyone. So know that that is maybe more of a way to think about it than it is the, the step by step by step by step to the top. And the second thing is to remember and really think about not all of your friends are doing the clear path, step one, two, three, four, five, seven, nine, ten, and I'm done. It might feel that way. It might look that way. But for many of them, they might be internally questioning, is this the right thing? And they just haven't said it yet, you know, or that they're talking maybe with a trusted contact, a friend, a family member, someone in the career center about that decision or that question, but they haven't said it to you yet. And they might, they might not. Um, so it, I think we're all going through that. Literally everyone is going through that. Uh, so you're, you're not alone. If you're thinking of switching something or if you don't have a firm idea yet, you're not alone and you're very welcome to come and talk with us in the Career Center. That is exactly what we, we hope to help you do. Yeah, perception and reality. The yes. Yeah, even yes. with the jobs. So um, Jack, sorry if I'm taking over here, but the, the job for, like what's the job market like, the numbers that you are seeing out there? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think that these are really encouraging statistics to share with people because there's a lot of news out there that would tell you, oh, the job market is, is in trouble or things are tanking, the economy is moving and shaking and, and tanking and growing that you could read a lot of different signals about it. So I pulled some numbers today um, from what's inside Handshake for everybody to know um, <clears throat> to give some concreteness to it. As of today, right now, there are over 5,000 full-time jobs posted in Handshake that are specifically marked that they're recruiting seniors. So for all of our seniors, there are a lot of opportunities in there for you. Um, and there are also full-time jobs listed that specifically designate they're looking for master's and doctoral students. There are about over 3,500 of those. So for our master's and doctoral students, there are opportunities for you. And then for our students who are not yet graduating, there are over 4,000 internships currently posted in Handshake. So um, wow. a lot of opportunity. Um, I, I would say for students who you know are not quite sure where you're gonna be this summer or after graduation, or if you're in a position where you want to not be working at an, an office environment, you can actually search the term remote 
And you'll see all kinds of remote opportunities that are posted as well. There are a lot of employers who are still considering doing remote internships or virtual internships. And some who have said, you know, we're not ever going to have our employees back in the office or we don't have to have them all back in the office. So there are a lot of positions in specifically in tech companies. We're hearing about this a lot first where folks are switching to a, a potential for the option of fully virtual employment for people. So if those are considerations on your mind, those positions exist as well. And Jack, I think you know that, right? As a yeah. computer science. <laughs> that, that happened to me at my job. Uh, uh, we had an office in suburban square and came back and I went to work two days after spring break last year and I am never saw the office again. Yep. So, I mean, that, that really happens. Um, so I wanted to ask about two specific groups of students because I'm in one group and then I work with another. So first off for seniors looking now um, who say for the sort of senior who the runway isn't that clear, right? They've got, uh, I think it's something like 90 days left, something like that. I don't, I, somebody just sent me like, Oh, we have a hundred days until graduation. And so that runway, the end of it's getting closer if in that mentality. For a student like that who might see, you know, that deadline looming um, and isn't really sure, what do you recommend, you know, what would be the steps you recommend that they take to figure out what they want to do next? I'll say two things. I'll break it down into two things. The first is absolutely come and make an appointment with someone in the career center. If you're feeling that pressure, if you're feeling that anxiety, you do not have to feel that alone. And there are people who want to help you walk step by step through that and will be with you every step of that way. So don't pretend you have to do that by yourself. You don't. And you're not the only person on this campus who's feeling it. And we've seen this before and we we have ideas and advice and guidance to help you get through that. In addition to just generally, we're going to care about you as a human. So come talk with us and, and, and let's walk that path together. Um, the second thing I'd say, you know, even on your own time, without talking with one of us, um, is, is just think, take an inventory of your, of your experience so far at Villanova. And really, I mean, take an inventory. It's oftentimes when we talk with students and we look at their resumes and we, we talk about the things they've done, they're underselling their own experiences. Or they're thinking, oh, I, I haven't done a lot of things. And then we say, well, tell me about the student organizations you're part of. And they start talking about all these amazing things they've done as student leaders and organizations. And we're like, that's nowhere on your resume. And that's amazing. Let's get that on there and start thinking about it. Or, you know, they'll say, well, I was in this research experience and it was fine. And, and we get into it and they've, they've done something enormous. Like they, they've gained an amazing critical skill. They've done something interesting. They've impressed a faculty member. Wow, that's amazing. Let's talk about that. So really think deeply about the experiences you've had at Villanova. I would be shocked if you don't have at least two, three, four, five things that are going to be really outstanding about you. And and when you're thinking about those, feel how you feel thinking about them and reflecting on them. If those things are exciting to you and they were interesting to you, those are going to be good clues of things you want to pursue after you graduate. And so we're going to be thinking about how do we get the elements of what's exciting to you and what's interesting to you, what you like to do? How can we find those things in whatever your next step is. Those are the clues we're gonna be looking for. So you can do some of that reflection yourself and that might help make the path a little bit clearer for you too. That's excellent. I think, you know, as you were saying that, it sort of struck me that I think a a characteristic that a lot of Villanovans have is we tend to be uh, very humble and that can, this is almost a situation where that can limit you because you're thinking, oh, I just, you know, of course I, did this service thing. Of course I did this, 
you know, that's just what well, we do. We do. Yeah. And then uh, you have to take a step back and say, wait, that's actually really significant and could lead to a career. Yep. Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you. The other group I wanted to talk about is freshmen. Uh, my leadership freshman uh, section had a ton of questions about internships and uh, for a class who in, I think it was the second week we had somebody ask what LinkedIn was because they'd never heard of mm-hmm. it before. And everybody was all of a sudden talking about it. Uh, so that was six months ago or whatever. And now, you know, they're trying to figure out internships, remote internships. Is it expected for a freshman to get an internship? So I was just hoping you could give some specific advice for freshmen on uh, a, how to get an internship and B, do they need to get an internship uh, the summer after their freshman year? It's mm-hmm. a great question. It's one we hear a lot. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think that I'll answer your second question first is which, which is, do they need to get an internship? No, you don't need to get an internship in the summer after your freshman year. Is it, could it be helpful? Could it be meaningful? Could it be interesting? Could it be valuable? Yes, yes, yes. All of those things but it's not a need. And in fact, you're gonna, they're gonna run up against some internship programs that are specifically designed for juniors because those employers are gonna say at the conclusion of that internship, we wanna offer you a full-time job to start after you graduate. So they can't take a first year student because they're trying to have that be a, a connection to a full-time op- offer pretty soon, not years and years later. So just know that that's a thing you might be experiencing when you're looking at internships and you're a first year student or even a sophomore. There are going to be some employers who not only look at it from the perspective of this is a way for us to hire full-time employees eventually sooner, they also look at it like this person's had a little more time in college and may have had more classes that lend itself to having the expertise necessary to perform well in that internship. So a couple of different ways that employers might look at it. So know that. Um, <clears throat> that said, having an internship certainly is a, a terrific thing. Uh, we never say don't get one, uh, ever. Um, but we don't want to put the pressure on students. You have to have one all the time. Um, <clears throat> so if for students that are looking for an internship over the summer, I would, uh, again, I would obviously say go to Handshake and, and, and look there because there are certainly going to be opportunities where people have thought about Villanovans and posting it that, are, that will exist there. Uh, I would say don't overlook your community connections, where you are from, um, where, you've, where you've worked in the past, your advisors or coaches or, or friends from high school, maybe they have connections with people who could help you get an experience. And don't overlook some of the, the part-time jobs or other opportunities that you might've had in the past and see if there's a way for you to get more experience um, at those organizations where you've worked. Maybe going back to a previous supervisor and saying, is there a way for me to come back and do the job I've done and also do some shadowing uh, with you uh, at the management level, right? Can I understand more about what the business is like? Sorry, my dog decided to really join this conversation. She is also extremely passionate about internships. <laughs> So um, I can't help it. Uh, it just runs in the house. Um, so I, I would say that, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can use an experience that you've had and, and talk with someone who, where you've worked before or, or, you know, know someone that you've interacted with before and see if you can shadow something as a way to start to get more exposure to something on your to an internship, maybe in your sophomore year or in your junior year and onward. That's excellent. I think, you know, it, it's such a valuable concept, you know, to say, go back and lean on your connections on your personal community, because I've heard a few people say, or a few people be hesitant to um, rely on those connections, and they just want to go on the strength of their resume. Mm -hmm. 
And it's, it's another very Villanovan thing. We're about the community and about um, utilizing the relationships that you've built up. And, you know, I, I've, I've heard people say, you know, oh, I don't want to just get a job because I know somebody. It's like, and my response has always been, if you get a job because you know somebody, it's because they know you could do it. Yeah. And they know you'd be a good fit. And so having that willingness to uh, basically just cast a wide net and ask anybody you think might help uh, yeah. is certainly a good move. There's a, a wonderful resource I'll mention, speaking of Villanova and the community, uh, that is enormously helpful for students. And that is the Nova Network. It is the online platform for the university that we call our social and professional network. Um, we have amazing partners in our alumni relations team who help manage that uh, and, and help take care of it and cultivate the community and the Career Center is a partner with them in it. There are over 10,000 Villanova alumni on the system who their, their, their intent in signing up is to be helpful to other Villanovans. Uh, we have heard many stories over the years of Villanova students reaching out to Villanova alumni who they didn't know at all, uh, but formed a connection uh, and then that, that wound up being something pretty formative in their career and life. So you even have a network of people who you don't know yet, uh, but who want to get to know you, who will be supportive of you. Um, and you can even access that and start making connections on that as a first year student. There's no question about it. So that's another amazing resource that could open doors for you um, that we just don't even know we're there yet. Well, Kevin, this has been very informative to me. And I hope to everybody who listens, Jack is the expert on what the students are looking for. So I really appreciated his questions. Um, and Kevin, appreciate all the work that you and your staff have done to help our students and alums. We don't have time now to talk about the alumni initiatives too that your staff works on, but maybe another day we can get Meredith on or you and Meredith on to, to talk about that. But um, you know, thank you for your time today. And Jack, you have anything to sum us, close us up here? Uh, well, Kevin, just thank you so, so much both for being here and for uh, all you guys are doing. Uh, you know, I obviously as a senior have both witnessed and experienced plenty of job and career anxiety and concern. And the Career Center has been a great help to me uh, personally. So thank you so much. And I think this was, uh, a lot of fun. It's a, it's fun to look forward in this podcast a little bit. And so I was really grateful for this one, but happy to do it. Uh, well, I think that will about do it for, uh, for this week on think negative. So remember to keep your V's up, your masks on, and we'll see you next time. Bye.